Master H on the beat. Welcome to another episode of Fufu and Pap. It's Ajwa Winfall and Nicole. No last name. <laughs> oh, Nicole, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing pretty well. I, you know, we're like in the thick of it. Things are. I feel like we're just at home, being normal, and this is like our, our our normalized life. I was on vacation last week, which really was not a vacation at all, yeah. because with a child, I just felt like I was his coordinator of entertainment and <laughs> making sure that my boss and, you know, um, his majesty are, <laughs> you know, always entertained. So I was really hoping to do like a lot of housework and organizing mm-hmm. and getting rid of things, but I did none of that. So at least I don't, I don't understand how you go on vacation and you're looking forward to doing chores. When I go on I vacation <laughs> in my like staycation, it's me and my bed and extreme laziness. So for you to say, oh, I was thinking of doing chores. I'm like, girl, no. <laughs> well, I just feel like for me personally, I feel it. it's so therapeutic to just declutter. And I have like just different baskets of laundry everywhere, like things that I need to get rid of, a laundry of towels. Like it's just, you know, I just feel so overwhelmed with this place. And so I thought, oh, this is such a good time to take take time off and not open my laptop, which that's the one thing I have to say. I did not open my laptop for for work anyway. So that was, yeah, that was really good. But how are you doing? What have you been up to? Um, I've been going through some things. Um, I think I told you about it. I don't want to really go much into detail, but um, it has made me more aware of how mental illness is a thing, right? And I never thought, I never said it wasn't, but when you're going through it, when you go through some kind of slight, um, mild form of depression, it really consumes your world where like getting out of bed, doing simple things become more challenging than they are. And it's just, it's it's pretty much a battle between mind and body. And um, listen, it took like support from you, from friends, um, from my best friend who he himself was going through a very tragic um, issue and he was able to put that aside to support, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm on the mend. I'm getting better, you know, like today I have makeup on. I feel, I feel better. So it's been a rough few weeks, but thank God, you know, but I'm better now. And, um, I've resolved some issues that I was having. So, um, which I will tell you off camera, off air, (laughs) (laughs) but you know like prayer does work like you know sometimes Mm -hmm. you're fighting battles that you shouldn't be fighting because there are people who are willing to fight it for you right so it's also about setting boundaries i have to set a lot of boundaries and surprisingly the support i got 
what's overwhelming. So yeah. So that's great. I mean, that sounds good. I mean, it sounds good that you have worked through it or at least began the process to work through it. Yeah. So that's really yes. good. But we have an amazing show today. We have a amazing guest, a personal friend of mine. He is like a big brother to me and he's joining us all the way from Ghana, which is great. But before we bring him on, we have introduced two new segments. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to a lovely, lovely Nicole, who is He's always so one step ahead of us. So Nicole, would you please introduce our segment? Sure. So um, we'll see how this goes, right? I think we've spoken about it before, but we wanted to add more structure to our, our format and so forth. So anyways, our first segment is called African Excellence. And in this segment, we're going to be highlighting um, just the great work of people of African descent, the diaspora, um, locally, internationally. So that's our first segment. And the second segment is called I think, I don't know, um, I, I don't know, Adra, I made this up, so I don't know if it's even going to sound cool or not, it but it's amazing. like Afrofacts, you know, so like a fact like about it. Africa, and I think before we spoke about like how um, we wanted to have some sort of like educational piece to this in the sense mm -hmm. that we're always learning something new about Africa, so um, those are our two new segments, which one would you like to do? I would like to do Afrofax, so I'll let you start okay. the first one. Um, <laughs> excellent. Obviously, we'll put a, 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 a sound behind it. Yes, exactly. Once, yeah. once we, once we play this back and see how it sounds. Um, so this week for African um, excellence. I'm sure everybody has seen um, this video of this 11-year-old Nigerian ballet dancer. And so his name is Anthony Msoma Madu, who was, uh, there was a video, a viral video of him dancing in the rain. Um, and a lot of celebrities really took notice. Everybody took notice, but people like Viola Davis, other celebrities started sharing his video. And so Anthony is one of the 12 students at the Leap of Dance Academy. been teaching ballet for free um, without a dance space so it's such an amazing story and if you haven't yet seen this video I would just look up 11 year old or google 11 year old uh, Nigerian ballet dancer and what was really sweet you'll see in the video too is that his mother is very supportive of um, him being having this talent and her message out there to parents is to just support your child in the things that they really love to do because it will help them to excel um, and um, and just you know support their talent and when you see something that they're really good at just to be there for him so he's breaking gender stereotypes which also which is also another really amazing thing but um, I have not seen the video, so I need oh, to Google okay. that. It's, it's really and beautiful. I am excited to see that video because it is good to see black boys in roles that, especially an African boy based in Africa, um, Nigeria to be exact, to be in such a role that would be considered effeminate, but he's excelling at it. And, you know, in this world that we live in, there is no job that no man can do or no woman can't do everybody can do the role as long as you're good at it so that is amazing so 
we're going to now we enter into our Afrifax. This new segment is obviously Nicole explained it. It is talking about facts of Africa. And Africa is the home to the world's oldest university. Can you imagine, like, in this whole world, it's not Harvard, it's not Cambridge, it's not Oxford, it's not Princeton, it's Africa. And the oldest existing and continually operating educational institution in the world is the University of Kangu'in, founded in 1859 AD by Fatima al-Firir in Fez, Morocco, which is amazing that it is still a functioning university based in Morocco, my, the city of my conception. Oh, no way! <laughs> yes, I was conceived in Morocco. Um, so, uh, yes, we are very international kids. We <laughs> conceived in Morocco, we were developed in Africa, grown in the belly in Ghana, and then born in Canada. So we've done a bit of a journey before we were here, so. Yes. <laughs> Morocco is definitely one of those places that are on my bucket list in yes. its entirety. I mean, visiting, like going back to Africa for sure, but Morocco is one of those places that I've always wanted to go to. I mean, just like um, culture, food. Um, what I really love is the architectural element of that country and the culture yes. and the color. Yes. And it's yes. just, you know, the it's market. So the market. Yeah. So. I've heard. Um, the Sex in the City movies, the second one, mm -hmm. it was shot in um, Morocco, even though they said it was Abu Dhabi, but you know, right. Abu Dhabi is very strict. Mm -hmm. So it was shot in Morocco. So when you go to like the spice market, you see all these things. And I'm like, I would love to go. My mom, as I said, my parents lived in Morocco for a few years before we were born. And my mom loved the market. She said it was mm -hmm. just amazing, the colors. And you know, we haven't been to a Morocco, Moroccan restaurant here in Toronto. I'm surprised we haven't visited. Yeah, we haven't. In, in Montreal, there is a large Moroccan population. Um, mm -hmm. And so there are a number of Moroccan restaurants there. And so I've been to an, a, a few in, in Montreal and it's so delicious. And I love things in the tagine, I think it is, like the just tagine, in the yes. stew. And I've been trying to find one that's not overly priced, <laughs> yeah, Over, overpriced. Yeah, but it's um, it's such a, like, again, just like so many parts of the, the Moroccan culture is just so beautiful. So, um, but yeah, how amazing is it that like it is, Africa is home to the world's oldest university. So this is just another thing to add to the list of why the continent is just, you know, so amazing. Yes. <laughs> like if you've got African blood in you, you need to be proud because you know what? There's no place on this planet like our beautiful continent. And, you know, as things evolve in this part of the world and I see how, um, America's getting to a point where things are just falling apart. It has really conditioned me to start looking at um, eventually building, you know, setting up home in Africa and um, bringing whatever I've learned, my talents, my skills um, back home and helping 
to rebuild our continent to become a superpower right. so this is why we're doing this so people can see the beauty and excellence that comes from our beautiful continent africa and hopefully we can bring more people on to highlight their voices yeah but definitely. uh wait before um i just i wanted to i ask one thing or or talk to you about one thing because I think we're, we're due for a break before our guest comes on. But um, speaking of kind of like, you know, building up your skill set and all these great things to bring back to the continent, how do you feel about this? I had a conversation with a friend during the week about like what his, um, what his solution would be to the current things that are happening in the US, right? And basically his solution was to um, segregate and relocate. So he's saying that everybody who comes from the diaspora, um, not just African though, but like, so, I mean, everybody comes from Africa, right? But when he's talking about like, okay, he's from a Caribbean country or if you're from Central America or something like that, that basically, instead of having to solve the issue of racism and anti-Black racism in the U.S., in, in North America, that everybody should just basically go back to their country of origin, whether they were born there or not. So how do you feel about realistic. that? I don't think it's realistic, because there's some people who have nothing to go home to. There are some countries that are... I mean, for instance, if you're from a country like Yemen, where Yemen is on the brink of this extinction, where are you going home to? You know, you don't have a home. Some people left really difficult situations back home to, to come here. They don't have family back home. They don't have um, opportunities back home for them. You know, some people, this is all they've ever known. So... I will never say that everybody pack up, go back to your home country. Mm -hmm. That's not the case because some people, this is home for them. This is all they've ever known. This is what they've lived in for, you know, most of their life. So I wouldn't necessarily say the solution is to go back to your home countries and leave this place. I think the solution is to make sure that you're making a difference where you are. In right, your within space. your within your community, because in your community and what's not, it just feels like I mean I can understand I understood at first I was like what are you talking about that is so completely unrealistic like you said because some people don't even have a connection to the to the country whether no. they were born in it or not, and no. even if they were born in a particular country and then they left, some people have been gone for so long that the country that they currently live in, whether it's the US or Canada, they've, that's, that's their home. That's home. So I understand the idea of saying like, oh, you know, you can go back and, and create wealth and um, economy, like increase the economy and do well for the economy within the country that you're originally from or whatever. But I just thought that what that is really saying is that here where the problem is, we're just letting the, the problem um, manifests to the point that it's pushing us out. It's pushing yeah. us to leave no. and it's not fixing the problem with no. like, you know, white people. So I just thought it's interesting that, you know, because I'm sure other people share that sentiment and share that yeah. um, same idea, but I just didn't think it like you, I didn't think it was very realistic to think that, you know, 
I haven't been back to my country in forever, although I have, I feel like I'm connected to my country, but I haven't been back in forever. And I would be a foreigner. I'd be a tourist in the country that I was born in and my family, we, you know, we grew up in or whatever. So, and also some people will just go and be a burden to the community. The truth is if they have nothing to offer, they will be a burden on the society. They would have to, you know, be supported you know, because maybe they don't have anything that is, you know, I mean, we all have something to offer, but if they don't have the mindset to offer something, like if you think of someone who's lived here though, I really, um, just yesterday I saw that two twin boys in, well, not boys, they're men now, who were born in the UK. I think they've had some run-ins with the law. They're being deported back to the Caribbean, but they're each going to their parents' home country. So one is going to Grenada, another is going to the Dominican Republic. So they're being separated. And when they get there, they have to continue their jail sentence. Now, when they're done their jail sentence, they will now become part of the society. Question is, if you've lived in the UK your whole life, you were born in the UK your whole life, how are you going to your, first of all, you're separated. So being a twin myself, I know what it's like to be separated from your twin, right? Mm -hmm. And then having to live in two different countries where you have no connection, no kin whatsoever living there. And how are you going to contribute? You're already going there as a criminal, as a prisoner. Mm -hmm. You're going to serve some time. When you come out, what do you have to offer? You don't know the climate. So in situations like that, sending them back home, going back home is more of detrimental for them than it is for them to maybe serve time in a UK jail, complete their sentence, and then be... Um, put back into society in a way that maybe they'll be useful to the UK society. So I don't think the solution is pack everyone, pack up and go home. If that's what you want to do, great. Mm -hmm. Do that and make sure when you go back, you're going to serve as opposed to expect the country to serve you. Yeah, like it's... No, no, finish your thoughts. If it's not your purpose or it's not something you can do, then brighten the corner that you are in so then you make it bearable for those of us, for people who are here mm-hmm. and for, you know, that mentality is not my father's company, ideology, ID is not my father's country, so I don't need to fix it. No, you need to. Yeah. Anyways, um, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will have our special guest with us. Yay! Hey guys, welcome back. So like I promised, we have our very special guest. This person right here, I have known for a very, 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 very long time. Um, He is not just my friend, but he's family. And um, he has, I think, I'm thinking, I'm assuming, one of the biggest food vlogs on social media in Ghana, soon to be Africa, soon to be the whole world. Um, amen. For my Ghanaian listeners, <laughs> pardon? I said amen, amen. <laughs> so for my Ghanaians who are listening, um, I'm sure if any of you follow him, you follow him on Instagram as MenuFinder um, Africa. And I would like to welcome you, our special guest, Alex Dako Jr., 
Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. That was a wonderful intro, man. Wow. Oh, serious. Thanks, thanks very much, man. It's good to, to be here with you guys. Yes, it's good to have you. I mean, you and I, we've been talking about business for like business for a long time. Things yes, to, yes, yes, to yes. manifest and do. So I'm like, if I ever have a platform or something where I can get Alex involved, I will. And this had to happen. It was something that we it should have happened, but it's happening now. So I am extremely grateful to have you on here. And it's all to it's you know it's to do with food, and that's like Adra and our love and our connection. <laughs> so it's a well suited uh, guest for our show today. We did meet going uh, out. We, cool. Our first meeting was at dinner. <laughs> oh, well, there, <laughs> there you go. go. <laughs> there you go. What kind of restaurant did you go to? It was a Mexican restaurant. It wasn't good. The food wasn't great. But uh, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, was that um, the distillery district when we went to Oh, yes. yes. Oh, my yes. gosh. Wow, that yes. was a long time ago now. Long time ago. So, Alex, so, we want to know, so everybody wants to know your story. How did your, your, how did your journey begin? How did you end up blogging, Instagramming food? Yeah. How did it all start? No, I, so, so, yeah, thanks for the intro and everything. I, I, I came back to Ghana... 20 was it 2015 and then in 2017 <clears throat> it was um actually mother's day mm -hmm. and so i said to my wife we, we live in east lagon so i said to shana that oh you know should we go get something to eat and then she said okay cool so i said all right have a look and see you know if there's the kind of food you want so she looked online thinking about this place down the road called citrus it was like two minutes away she couldn't find anything online Mm -hmm. And then, so I said, oh, sorry, it's, it's around the corner, so let's, we'll check it out. So we went there, and the place was closed. Mm -hmm. And then, so she suggests, so I suggested um, Coco Lounge. And at that time, they've since put the menu online and all that, but at that time, they had a partial menu, so she couldn't find what she was looking for. <laughs> so then I said, okay, what about Vida Cafe? Then she's like, she couldn't find it. Then she's like, oh, goodness sake, somebody should just, you know, and I was like, well, we're somebody, we can do it, you know. So I started thinking about it. I can't remember where we ended up going. I think we may have gone to Vida, but um, on the way back, you know, started thinking about actually doing this. So I, we kind of pulled a developer um, and then got the site kind of built and just literally to categorize so that people can find that this restaurant is here. This is the contact. This is the menu. Just pulling the information, you know, Ghana doesn't have, um, you know, directories where you can get centralized information easily. Mm -hmm. Those things are starting to come, but in food, there's, there's been nothing. The only thing you could find probably was TripAdvisor, but then it's always with an external view in, whereas this yeah. is from an external view out, like a homegrown perspective. So because of that, you know, when I started looking at the pictures on Google from the restaurants and stuff, some of them were horrible, man. I, just, <laughs> I was thinking in my head, but why would you want to represent your own food in this way? So then I realized that, look, you know, I have a passion for, obviously for food, but then for, yeah. for photography and technology. So I put mm -hmm. them all together. As I started doing the pictures myself, I realized I had to actually, if I was going to create a good aesthetic for the website, then I need to actually do my own pictures so that it looks mm -hmm. good. You have to make it look like people want to pick the food off the page and then... Exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then, obviously, 
because of the aesthetic nature, it kind of gravitated towards Instagram. So then obviously, you know, putting the pictures on there and, you know, describing and linking. So, 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 so basically, you know, it got to a point of now gravitating everything onto um, Instagram, you know, the same aesthetic appeal. Um, and then, as I said, the intention was just to, you know, showcase the food and then have the platform. Of course, the idea was eventually to turn that into an app, but this was, this was, you know, back in 2017, just started. Um, and then... I can't remember what it was, but there was something that I was somewhere and I was trying to describe something and it was easier to say it to the camera than to, 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 mm -hmm. to write it. So when I said it, then the engagement kind of just shot up and I was like, okay, what, people want to just see me chopping the food or what, what's, <laughs> what's, what's going on? But then I, then I thought about it and I thought, well, you know, there's guys that I watch and I have been watching on, you know, Food Network or Thrillist or wherever, wherever, wherever the food channels are. And you know that they, 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 you know they're likely to give you a specific response about certain things, unless it's people like Gordon Ramsay and stuff. Then you know right. that they're going to do some hardcore stuff if your, mm -hmm. if your stuff isn't nice. But um, and there's a certain appeal in watching people go through that experience, mm -hmm. and you know, like a food adventure, like food exploration. Mm -hmm. And that thing was missing in Ghana. You know, there are some really, there's some really good food bloggers here, you know, credit to them and I follow them. Um, but obviously everybody has their, their own way of doing it. And this, this has now evolved into like full tasting and reviews, you know, you mm -hmm. see live tasting mm -hmm. um, and then translating that directory side into now a newly released app. So that app came out on, I think, April 22nd. So... Wow, got, uh, I downloaded no, it too. I Did can't you? use Thank it here. Oh, and I sent it to my mom. I said, Mommy, download it. And Alex, <laughs> <laughs> when you see her next, just show her how to use it because I've tried. I've tried. I will. I will. I, I will. I will. I, I spoke to her, I think, a couple of weeks ago. So she mentioned. She mentioned. <laughs> but yeah, so, we, you know, we've got about 78 restaurants and food vendors on, on the oh, platform. That's great. And about thousand one hundred users so far. So oh, wow. that's amazing. It's, it's really to because you know also you think about these things and you think about you know what is going to make things easy for people. So I'm always mm -hmm. very you know, and it's not just me. You know, I have a partner, um, Ebenezer, and I have uh, you know we have a couple other people who are, who are shareholders in this thing. Um, but we're always trying to make the best experience so from the instagram mm -hmm. to the you know to, the, to when we do content for people to the app experience and then we've got some interesting stuff coming up but that's that's kind of how it started so it's not a bad job it's not mm -hmm. a bad job it's it's, it's oh, uh that's it's our, an interesting that's our oh, that's so that's sorry our next question actually so okay. um but before I ask the next question, I wanted to say that I think that you're so right in like people wanting to see and hear it right from the person as opposed to like just swiping a picture, although the pictures definitely yeah. help. I know that yeah. when I'm about to look up a restaurant or go to a restaurant for the first time, I have to look at pictures. You know, I have yeah. to make sure that the food is, you know on point and yeah. stuff like that so i think there is something to seeing somebody like take a bite of that food <laughs> you know that just makes it it's so good for the restaurant it's so good for their business 
to have somebody no, to definitely. actually show that. Um, so the, the next question is about like we like I personally feel, and I'm sure a lot of people feel this too. Like you literally have the dream job of <laughs> <laughs> of like eating food and critiquing it, and like I know that's that was definitely something I wanted to do a long time ago because I love eating oh, okay. and love food. So. What yeah. would you say with your with your role and your business? What would you say is the best part about what you do? Do you know the the best part? Obviously, enjoying in eating the food and enjoying the food is a good <laughs> part. But the best part really is is the 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 response because when you find that it's set up to help businesses get more exposure to the market, you know, and then also to let the market be informed and find the right kind of foods. So if you look at Menu Finder Africa, the tagline is find the food you want. So it's about helping you to find exactly what you're looking for. That thing you've got craving for or that preference you have, if we can lead you to the right kind of restaurant. So that's why it's important that we, you know, describe it in a way that, so whether it's a preference or not, if it's not my preference, I'll also say it on the camera. Um, but you will notice that so certain things stand out and certain things are maybe not for me. But if you like yeah. that kind of place, then I'll say, well, if you like, you know, banana, then, you know, you probably like the, the, the way this tastes. But it's, um, it's, it's just the joy of people saying, no, oh, I went there and I enjoyed it. and It was brilliant. This is just what I was looking for. Or the restaurant to come and say, oh, wow, you know, my, my people have been ordering. The business is really picking up. You know the exposure they can see the value so you want to give yeah. value you want to give quality and you want to give convenience and so when those things you start getting testimonials that revolve around those things then it you know it's, it's satisfactory it makes me happy i am very sad that when i came to ghana i couldn't go out to eat a lot because we were on the move 24 7 like non-stop yeah. non-stop so there were so many restaurants that you had previewed before my trip to Ghana, I was like, we're going to go here, we're going to go there, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then we got to Ghana and all we did was party, party. I don't think we ate that much at all. Party so after party, you guys. <laughs> it was party after party. Like we came back and we were like, well, it's a good thing because if we knew we were coming into lockdown, we might have never come home. But <laughs> I know, I know. It's true, you know. Hmm, that's another story. Man. <laughs> that is another story. But my whole thing is... um what i want to know is your process so are you reaching out do restaurants naturally i mean now is it they're reaching out to you or in the beginning did you have to reach out because it's how so, do they feel about people coming you just showing up with a camera and filming and all that so yeah, what's your i mean process? look in in the beginning i reached out to, to the restaurants and explained to them what i was trying to do explain to them the value explain you know the how many people are going to the website and all those things and what the value could be for them. Um, now it's changed. Now there's requests all the time to go to different things for whether it's, um, so I do different things. So if, if I go to do a restaurant review, like I went to, um, uh, today's what, Saturday, I went to Buka, yes. I saw today. that, I saw, oh, oh, yeah, I saw that. that. I saw, I was I still, just like, I still, I've still got some aftertaste back in the back Oh my, my I was <laughs> watching it yesterday and I was, I, I intermittent fast and I was like, why did I watch this when I know I'm not eating for the next five hours? Like, it was torture. <laughs> uh, next time I'll do, I'll give a shout out to Adjo and Nicole. <laughs> oh, that would be so amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, so, 
so now the process is that I go and do these reviews. Um, they, they request it. Um, so obviously I schedule and then depending on what they want to do, there's advertising also on the page. People can promote so they certain, they send food. Um, so you get like either a full tasting and review, which is what you saw at Buka. And then within a week, you'll see a written review with a video recap or people want to do a post um, review. So they'll send it, I'll just taste it, give my opinion and then do a post on the page or you know people can do insta stories advertise it or we make videos we do photography so but it's more led by the restaurants now um because it's just changed and i think you know it's, it's strange because you know i met, I spoke to three people last week and they each said that look they see new places come up and they don't, they see them there, but unless I've gone there, they won't go there. And I was like, but how, how is that? And <laughs> I said, amazing. really? They said, yeah, yeah, because we want to know. We want to know what, <laughs> I was like, if you want to know, just try it. <laughs> but it's, the point is the people are starting to value the, the opinion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people have different views. Some people just say, hey, this guy is just saying everything is nice or this and that. But the thing is, yeah, every restaurant, yeah, You'll always go and taste a number of different dishes, and there'll always be certain dishes that stand out. I've not, I've not really tasted anything that's absolutely like, you know, I have to spit it out of my mouth or something. There's nothing. If that happens, then it happens. Then I'll just say it. I mean, you can't, <laughs> you can't hide from those things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very much restaurant-led at the moment, uh, which I think is pretty cool because what it means is that people are seeing the value. And the impact of having, you know, people like myself and, you know, as I said, there's a few other uh, top guys who having them actually showcase the food. So, but then we always do it. So it's, you're quite sensitive to the restaurant owners. You you, you don't just show up and start, you know, you have to talk to them. So the the key thing is that, you know, we spent time building relationship with a lot of restaurant owners and making sure we, we, we know them and we understand them and we know what they're trying to achieve because at the end of the day, you're trying to help all sides win. So that's, exactly. That's kind of... Well, that is, that's a really good segue into the next question about like what makes a restaurant or a meal like a five-star rating or just, you know, a top-notch in your opinion and your expertise? I think, I think you know, if, 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 Sometimes you can rate it on the food itself. If I rate it on the food itself, like sometimes it will just be absolutely spot on. And, I, and sometimes I want to give it a five star. Um, like for instance, the other, day, the other day I had tilapia. I'm not a big tilapia eater, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I had this issue when I was younger with some bone got stuck in my throat oh, and then no. the doctor had to go. So all that stuff. Oh, so I, I'm just like, Give me filleted and then that's fine. <laughs> but when we went to Buka, you know, we had um, we had some tilapia and it was just amazing. Like it was so delicious. And for that, I would give that five stars. Normally, if you get if you get amazing food like that, it really hits the spot. Then I'll, I'll give it a five star. But I like to see if the five star can be maintained because it's about consistency as well. Mm-hmm. For me, a five star really, really, really is when. You know, you can go there time and time again, you know, nine times out of 10, it's going to taste exactly like that. But there are times where you could just tell that this is, you know, really quality food. There's a few instances. 
Um, but then you also, so it depends on whether you're rating just the food or are you rating the food and the atmosphere, you know, the ambience as well. Um, but pre predominantly, I focus more on the food itself. And the, mm -hmm. obviously, when we go to places, I'll show what's going on and show the vibes. People get a sense of what the environment is like, but this is mainly focused on the food itself, the quality of the food, the consistency, you know, that's, that's, that's the focus. Um, well, all this talk is definitely making me a little hungry. And so this is a good time to take, a, <laughs> to take a little break. So we're going to take a little break and we will be right back. Cool. everybody thank you for um still being here and listening to our great conversation with um with alex so how easy or how hard it is it to get into your line of work because i i mean i think food um critiquing now especially on social media is something that has just blown up i know my own sister is trying to do her own thing trying to go into mm -hmm. that world i follow a lot of food bloggers here in canada and what's not but how easy is it? How hard is it? Um, and also developing your own app. How difficult was it or easy was it to get into all of this? Okay, so I think the, the getting into the food blogging and stuff, you just have to start. If you have a passion for it, just start. You know, people, people message quite often actually just, you know, that, that that's what they want to do and they want tips and advice. And I always tell them that, look, have a passion for it um just think about the journey that you're going on think about what you want to communicate to your people um never post anything you're not satisfied with always post something that you think yes i'm happy with because if you don't then you know it's like you you're posting something that's kind of like substandard if you like um so you should be posting your best always look at you know good photography use natural lighting certain things like that but the main the main thing it really is just to start you, you you have to just start it and if you've got a passion for it then you'll see it evolve i think you know ghana and maybe maybe other parts of africa as well you know culturally if you go somewhere and you say oh this is not nice like people take offense so that's what that's what a lot has happened previously and probably still does with some restaurants and stuff but so but i think there's always a way you can communicate things so if i if i if you go somewhere and you you experience something that's really not it's not it's not you you didn't like it you don't have to say oh this is disgusting this is hot you don't right. have to say that you can just say oh this is this is this is not quite for me the seasoning is a bit sharp or, or whatever it is that describe it a bit more so that people get a sense of what it is but clearly you will know that okay Adriel doesn't like this or Alice or Nicole doesn't like this mm -hmm. food so there's a way you can describe it so it's accurate for the 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 consumer but then it's not like 
damaging for the business. But it's right. nobody's going to have the same palate. There are certain things, foods we eat now, that if we all eat them, there's a few things that we'll all like, and there's a few things that will start to differ. You, you let us keep eating different things, you'll see different preferences come up, because that's just how it works. Yeah. Um, so it's just do it, you know, start it, do it, be aware of that, um, and focus on good quality content mm -hmm. and, and describing the food accurately. I think with in terms of the app, the app is no joke, man. The app, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a real like, techie. I'm always like an early adopter with, you know, things and all that. But to add, the process of going through the app and building the app has really, you know, it's taught me a lot. We, and, you know, the sad thing is, we started with a Ghanaian developer, you know, gave him a chance and all that. Stuff, and he just flopped us. He just wasted our money completely. Oh, wasted no. our money. He didn't deliver a product. And it's sad because he thinks to yourself, you know what? This is an African homegrown product. Mm -hmm. that, you know, we wanted our African brother or sister to be able to develop for us and then put out to the world. And they couldn't deliver. You know, and it's like that whole thing about, you know, you know, keep it amongst your own people and all that. But, you know, it's these things that just make it, you know, just a bit difficult sometimes to to do that. So we've subsequently, um, you know, had some Indian guys um, developing for us and it's paid off. And unfortunately, it's, it's sad, but we're happy with the product because we wanted to make sure that the product is um, not compromised in any way. And now... When you, when you work with developers, developers are a certain breed of people. They're excellent and they're intuitive, but you really have to communicate your vision to them. Because if you don't, you're going to end up with something that's not quite what you're thinking. Because you're building things for you know, technical functionality, but then it needs to make sense for business sense or the direction or the vision of where you're trying to take the overall business, not just the app. The business is the business, not the business is not the app. The app yeah. is a means to enhance the business, you know. Yeah. So, so yes, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, literally, I'm on, I'm on calls, literally, um, obviously because of Corona as well, but we, we, we're on calls every day with these guys, um, you know, just, just doing what we're doing. We, 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 the, the, the version of the app that's out now, is um is not the final thing. So we've got some interesting things we're trying to bring out that okay. will associate with that. But then it's it's yeah, it's hard work. It's not for the faint-hearted man. So if you want to develop an app, <laughs> you better be ready. A um, lot. That's our plan. I don't think we're there yet, but we'll we'll definitely come to you for advice when we think of launching an app. No, I think it's a good idea, man. It's it's, it's the way it's the way of the world. I mean, it's in the sense that. Everybody wants that. They look for an app. They want it nice and easy. Everybody wants, technology is about convenience. So if you can do that, people can click and then they can see all your podcasts and they can click, 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 see the topics. It would be easy for them. That's what they want. So of course, when you're ready. Yeah, 100%. Like right now we're using Anchor and that this this is not an ad. We're not sponsored, but this is, uh, Anchor really helps us because it's super easy. We do have it as an app. 
Um, so we can literally just, you know, upload our, our podcast episode and then, and then it just disperses to all different platforms. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you're currently living in Ghana. What led you to stay yeah. in Ghana and then develop there? And with that, do you think that with your company and your app, you plan to expand in other parts of Africa? No, definitely. I mean, what, what, I mean, I came to Ghana, I was working for a, a South African tech startup that was um, kind of working in um, digital vouchers and coupons and also mm -hmm. payments. Um, so I, that, that's what kind of led me back. And then when I was here, you know, I decided that, you know, that I took the opportunity to, to, to get back to Ghana. I wanted to come back to Ghana anyway. Ajo and I have had talks about, you know, coming back and doing this and doing that. This would work, this would work. So that was the the, the end. Obviously, before a new menu finder would be born. But, um, yeah, I decided to stay because I definitely wanted to, to make something or build something from here outwards. Originally, it was menu finder Ghana because that's just where we were. Then the thought, you know, when, you, when we started thinking about it, then started understanding that this thing can be applicable everywhere so you know then it changed to menu find africa so to so answer the question it's definitely something that we want to expand there are a few more parts to the service we want to roll out um and then get working here in ghana and then but we'll look to try and try and get these this you know kind of international pretty soon i think we're just going to use this this period i mean or with the corona the slowdown and all that but we'll use this period to kind of flesh out our full offering and then we're just going to replicate it and just take it all over the place so that's the plan the whole time you were talking i was like i don't think there is i mean there's several individuals here in canada who are developing um, who are food blogging and everything but i don't mm. think anybody has buttoned down to it like you have where you know i can easily other than you go on like either their instagram page or whatever but or you go on google i don't think there is other than like what like yeah there's some what's that the one of these food i don't remember are you talking about like the the food review um, and delivery so like skip the delivery dishes, DoorDash, things like that those, yeah like not even DoorDash, but like a website or an app like menu finder where mm -hmm. I'm going onto this website. I'm actually seeing someone sit there, talk about, if I go on their Instagram page or giving a full review or mm -hmm. telling me the list of, I don't think we have, I don't think I've seen anything like that here in Canada. So it'd be amazing for you to be able to like merge into Bring that this out, market. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I think so. I think it will work. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because <clears throat> Place you, you mentioned DoorDash and you know places like DoorDash, they're very they're, their focus is food delivery. Mm -hmm. So they're a logistical, you know, you know, the, the foundation is logistics and that's what they do. They get food from this place to that place, and that's what they focus on. With this one, it's and you know, then you've got things like Yelp, which is like a directory type thing. So, you know, reviews and extra. and then obviously you've got the merging of some of these um, business types. But with mm -hmm. us because of Ghana and the unique nature of where we are, you, it's not enough to just have the directory listing. You've got, to, you've got to have something else. And for us, we've chosen to go the route of um, deals and discounts, which is what will be coming up next. 
So it's either you probably go there or you go food delivery or you go a combination of the two. Um, food delivery is another topic here. It's just, you know, people just try and do, I think people try and do too much mm-hmm. too soon and try and cover too much ground and then people end up getting their food too late. And it's just, it's just too much. Like people need to try and approach it in a way that um, they can prove it prove the model in a specific area, service that area properly, and then just move on. But I guess the, the whole of a crowd looks too appealing for a lot of people. But it's not to knock the, the business model as such, but it's just that at the end of a long day, it's the customer. If the customer is taking too long to get their food, then obviously some, some you know, business process improvement needs to happen. And it, it, just, it just keeps happening with all these um, delivery companies. So we've, we've taken our time and we're going to assess how we're going to tackle that side of things. I think yeah. that's good to be thoughtful and about your intention with these things, because I agree, like sometimes people bite off more than they can chew and mm. it takes away from their credibility. So it's it makes total sense to like hone in and really become like a specialized or subject matter expert in that mm. particular particular sure. area. So, you know, you and I have talked about um, eventually me moving to Ghana. You've been pulling me since I landed in Ghana and Canada. You've been pulling me to come back. I think when you came back in 2015 um, mm. from South Africa, you've literally been pulling me to come back to Ghana. <laughs> I know, I know. This, I think 2020 has really opened my eyes that <laughs> there is value in being in, I would say Ghana, but Africa. Africa, um, there is, there is. There is a lot of that. So I'm sure with all that's going on here in North America, in the West, a lot of people are contemplating relocating back homes to their respective home countries, especially in Africa. What advice Mm. would you give anyone thinking of moving back home, either starting a business or getting into the workforce, how to acclimatize to this? Should they go in with you know, I'm going to do this and do that, or they should they go in ready to accept whatever? I mean, I would say you have to, you have to, you have to come in with an open mind. You have to come in like your cup has to be empty. Don't come here, you know, with preconceived ideas on how you think things work. Because even to be honest, from Ghana to Nigeria, I think some things are very different. There's, there's some things are the same fundamentally because we're all West African, but there are certain things that are very different in the way people perceive things are different. Um, you know, example is how mobile money is big over here and it's time, it doesn't really work in Nigeria. People want bank to bank transfer. They want cash. So that <laughs> that's how they see cash. Whereas we've grown to accept that mobile money is cash. So certain differences. Mm-hmm. But I think if, if you'd want to come and visit you want to come and visit. You want to come and make sure that you, depending on what field you're in, that you speak to people. Speak to people who have been here. Speak to people who have come. Um, you know, there's all these diaspora groups and things on Facebook, LinkedIn, and, you know, there are people. But I'm sure, you know, the way Africa works, you're going to know someone that knows someone. So you use your network to find out the right people to speak to so you can get a bit of exper- experiential knowledge on what's that particular industry is um, and what things are like. And then come and experience it for as long as you can. I mean, now, you know, with the travel situation, it's a bit different. 
but it doesn't stop you from doing research and connecting with people and and trying to get a sense of what it is you know I, when i came back in 2015 really it was only after two years that i kind of you know because I, I i didn't grow up in ghana so it was only after two years i kind of got a sense of really what is going on and how things move and how things work and what the nuances were how business works social culture all of that just really how it all fits together and so once you understand that it's like you you just get a sense of like what the environment is like um you know like you know you see like these movies and you see some tour guy that says oh it's gonna rain and then rose like what the heck and then Two minutes later, it's like thunderstorms, and it's a, because they know the, yeah. <laughs> the environment. A bit of an extreme example, but because they know the environment, so there's certain things you can. So you merge all of that with your expertise and your gut, and then you get a sense of what kind of things can work. Um, but yeah, I think come do the research, connect with people, come out here for as long as you can first. It might need more than one visit try and get really stuck in grassroots into whatever industry and then it'll start it will start to take shape but i think now with with, with everything that's going on in in the world and you know there are there are certain there's certain value from being in africa um and and especially you know i wouldn't even say in south africa to be honest but the the the, the other parts of africa that you're not going to feel victimized for being a black woman or a black man there's certain things that are already you know removed just by the default of being in these countries there are other hardships and all those things and you know infrastructure wise certain things you know like no electricity sometimes and you know certain things you have to be buying water and some of those things but you can get around those things and you know just going a bit off topic but for me what the the appeal for moving back to Ghana from South Africa was was because you get to feel more like a first-class citizen here mm-hmm. and that's the I, I I'm very conscious in South Africa that and I love the place you know I've been there for eight years I've some really good friends some of my, my you know lifelong friends are there but you're always very conscious that you're a black man talking to a white person mm-hmm. and and there and 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 to be honest, I didn't even used to feel like that in UK. But recently, <laughs> you know, everything's changed. The last time I went to UK, you're a bit more conscious of these things. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's time for people to look at opportunities in Africa and not underestimate. You know, some people sensationalize it, like you know, let's go back to Africa and rule the world and all that. It's, yes, come back and do it, but come back informed because if you come back here. And you've got no income source and certain things you're going to really struggle so you need to come back and plan and see how you can plug in and i think it's for us to help those who want to come back like help them because when i came you know my cousins and certain people they helped me to get sorted like where do i get a car where do i do this where do i do that you, you know you need that network to to help you kind of settle and acclimatize we but it can be done we were actually just talking about that before you um before we started the interview with you about 
um, managing expectations. So when you are moving yeah. to a different part of the world in its entirety, to to not expect that the country is just going to um, like, you know, moving there and thinking, what can the country do for me as opposed to reversing that mindset and saying like, you know, how can I be an asset to this company, uh, exactly. to this country exactly. and then manage your expectations, like the reality of certain situations in, in various countries. Um, you touched on this a little bit. So, you know, feel free to share what you want. It might be something that's in the works. And so you don't want to really share it. Oh, but okay. <laughs> do, you, do you have any other plans of expanding your business um, in the food and hospitality industry? So again, like, <laughs> Be as candid as you want, or you can I mean, tell look, us. I mean, it's 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 imminent, and look, I think you know, obviously, we won't give details like that, but I think sometimes, you know, there's ten thousand people out there with exactly the same idea. Mm -hmm. Some will try and do the same thing, but it's how you execute. You know, what kind of community have you built? What kind of relationships have you built? And I think those are the key things in in this industry. It's the relationships because you you need the trust of the community, you need the trust of the owners, um, and so that that basically we're looking at a way for you know as I said, food delivery seems like the obvious choice, but we thought let's 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 try and give people there's no central place you can go for deals and discounts for food in Ghana, yeah. so that's kind of like what our next move is. And there's a very interesting um, kind of shape and form of how that 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 um, takes shape. Um, so that we're actually going to be piloting that in the next, I think, two weeks at some a few restaurants in East Ligon. Um But yeah, it's going to be something that people will be excited about. Um, you know, because everyone loves a deal. I mean, I was just the, gonna say that I was like, everyone loves a deal. <laughs> and the thing is, you've got different scales of people. So some people, even one city makes a difference to them. Other people, you know, a bit more. But and then there are people that honestly they're not even moved by discounts. They're more moved by <laughs> where they want to go. But obviously their pockets are fine as well. So <laughs> that's another. Factor. Listen, I know Adra, you and I can both speak to this. We love a deal. We love a discount. <laughs> last year my dad's twin brother he was pretty well to do but my uncle was king of couponing he would sit down <laughs> at his dining table and snip out coupons you know and take it to the store so he was handing out more coupons than he was handing out cash and it's not that he was broke he was very comfortable very well to do mm. This is how the rich stay rich though yes. that's the so, thing you don't spend unnecessary thing. money so. exactly so, Exactly. I think I think it's something that people will, you know, from from our research and stuff, it's something that people will latch on to. And mm -hmm. and again, it's also how you introduce that whole process mm -hmm. and system to people. So we're doing it in such a way that it's it, it it becomes an update within the existing app. So everything you know happens within there. So it's nice and tidy. It's nice and convenient. Mm -hmm. It's easy. So yeah, we're looking forward to seeing how that that kind of rolls out. I'm sad that we, we I can't use my app here in Canada. I was just thinking that. I know. <laughs> so I know. sad. Because 
it would have been so amazing. So now I'm forced to like think of coming to Ghana just to enjoy the app. But <laughs> don't, don't worry, you know, there's some crazy things that I'm I'm like uh, um you know, my team they're the smart guys. Um well it's not just guys, guys and girls, there's two girls and, and guys, but um two guys, but they're they're smart people and we're always thinking of different things and you know, I had come some mad scientist idea that I think would work for you to be able to do that, you know, use it there. So, so when that time comes, we'll try and implement that. And then you get the benefit of of being able to do that in, in, in Canada. So, and and yeah, we, we wouldn't mind like a Fufu and Pap promo code. I'm just putting yeah. it out there. I'm just, plant, I'm just planting that seed. <laughs> you and I, I, was, I was like, listen, no problem. Alex, where we can plug in the Africa app as a so I was like, I was going to message you that write out something so we can read it out or some promo yeah. code. So then you have to listen to the episode in order to get that promo code. So we'll talk about we'll this, something. but we, we definitely have to have it in this episode because I feel like um, people, this is a necessary app, regardless if you're in Ghana. I know, oh, um, I think a few years ago, you did go to SA and you did a little review of some of the places that you visited. So yeah. it'll be for more people around Africa to um, know of Menu Finder and even reach out restaurants. Can you imagine a restaurant in Kenya reaching out and say, hey, we need you to review? That would be amazing. So we need send more. Send the, send the ticket. Send the ticket. We'll yeah, come. exactly. Send the ticket, spending money, you know, bring your whole family. And, um, I mean, I love the fact that, I mean, during COVID, it's been just, first of all, I want to say, I love the fact that you have your son also <laughs> being a part of the reviews. I've, I'm on his Instagram page as well because he's yeah. what, six years old now? Yeah, he's six now, yeah. I just remember that day he came over to my, when I was in Ghana in 2017, I believe. Um, yeah. My dad's birthday, Alex came with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the time, his son was three years old. And my yeah. uncle was sitting there and Amiel is so cute. He'll go around and say hi. And he whispered to his dad and said, um, Daddy, this man didn't um, say hi. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he wanted to shake everyone's hand. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> he went over to say hi, and I think he even hugged him. And I was like, you know, he's cute. But I know you like him to be a part of it. But now with COVID, how has things? Um, how how have you managed during COVID with reviewing restaurants and what's not? Look, I mean, when it first hit, it just stopped. It just stopped because you, even from a personal safety point of view, for the safety of me, my family, mm-hmm. you, 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 we still don't know everything about the virus. But at that stage, we didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. All you know is that if you're out and about, then it's unnecessary risk. So it wasn't going to take mm-hmm. that. Obviously, restaurants had closed and slowed down even before the official. They were told to officially shut. Some had stopped and all of that stuff. So all of that stopped. Even with the takeaway, you know, you would notice even within the app, you'll see that we've got a little banner that says how to order within with the, during COVID-19, like how to do food delivery, just to guide people on what they should do, you know, with the, with the studies saying how it stays on containers and all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, it stopped for a while. So we just kind of waited it out, started picking up a bit, probably in the last, last month or so. Um, and then, yeah, it, it, it kind of, the more I did the research, the more I realized that, yes, the restaurants also have to, to, 
to take the you know precautionary measures and put things in place but it's also you as the 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 individual you know i watched this study from this japanese company that did a study on the virus and they did it an example they put a fake viral fluid on someone's hand and then created a buffet scenario the guy went for the buffet mm. and then at the end of it they put a black light on and this virus was on people's noses eyes mouth everywhere so it was crazy and they were just they just gave it to one guy um and then they redid the same experiment but this time the person was using tissue to pick up plates and disposing of it and you know sanitizing the cutlery and doing all these things and then at the end of that exercise they hardly had it on them so it's also you know that that kind of informed that look okay i can probably start doing this but i just need to be sensible and and careful and just you can't eradicate this but you can just minimize the risk of exposure so if i'm doing everything i can to minimize it and it's difficult. My son the other day was asking me, oh, can I go, can I go? And I don't really want to take him out. But um, I had him taste something. I think I didn't record it. I mean, I didn't post it, but I had him taste something for his own page, actually. <laughs> he's, imagine, he's got his own page. He wanted to I saw that. Page. I saw it. Um, and, you know, everyone's had to balance the whole thing. Everyone with children has had to balance the whole thing with kids being at home and homeschooling and all that. And it's just been not been easy, but it's millions of people around the world facing the same thing. So we just have to kind of suck it up and uh, get on with it. But yeah, things are starting to open up again. But where I can do things takeaway and do things at home, so it's more controlled, then I will. That's mm -hmm. that's basically it. Yeah. I also noticed that during that time too, you were also somewhat reviewing the food that Shauna would make. <laughs> Listen, everyone will say everyone will say that their wife is a good cook and all that, but she she I mean she she really she really is. She's an so, amazing. I mean it was just silly it was point it was silly for me not to. I was like, this is like it's like being at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Some people were like, Stop letting her do all the stuff. You you cook it and why are you letting her she has a food business too, which is amazing. That yeah, she's yeah, yeah. That, which we have to have Shauna on here as well because you know be nice. yeah. Nicole, I don't know. Shauna is Jamaican, Jamaican British. Oh, okay, okay. And she moved to South Africa and married Alex. I mean, they met and then she relocated because of Alex, and now she's relocated in Ghana. So mm -hmm. her even her transition from all these places yeah. and kind of established herself yeah. in Ghana yeah. is a story on its own and she's an amazing lovely person mm -hmm. so oh, thanks so much I, 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 i'm saying i'm saying thanks like i created her or something, thanks, <laughs> you're <laughs> thinking on her behalf but it, exactly it's, on behalf, it's yeah. funny because it's funny because um, we've, we've come down to our, our last question for you and you may be okay. biased now in answering this because <laughs> you just spoke about your wife. But my question to you is with all the food that you critique and the restaurants that you go to, what is your favorite type of food to eat? To be honest, because okay, be, being Ghanaian, I mean, I love Ghanaian food. So when Ghanaian food is done well, you love it. But I just love food that I don't know which is the best. I mean, I I love, I do really enjoy Ghanaian food. I do really enjoy Jamaican food, but I think probably Ghanaian, Jamaican, and Portuguese. 
I mm. love Portuguese food. I mm -hmm. think it's it's so rich in quality and flavor. It's almost like they 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 just do things that are so well flavored that I think any African or black person can appreciate that. So people from all cultures, because obviously they're not black people, but they but you know people who so for instance because of the you know colonial background angola angolan food is very rich and very nice because of that same thing mm -hmm. uh, for instance nando's you've oh had my nando's. gosh every nando's friday we go we we or no, we take out every friday that is our friday so treat. there you go and that you know it's it's originated from south africa anyways yes Portuguese. yes you know you say that and my mouth is literally watering because i have leftovers um, but yes, um, we, we literally that we decided during this COVID time. See how jealous I am. I was like, <laughs> here, let me give you some, um, Please. <laughs> during COVID we decided that that's going to be like, we're going to, instead of spending so much money, um, and also just yeah. because of the restrictions. So Nando's has been our go-to every single Friday. And it's wow, funny because we don't get you. sick of it. We do not get sick of it. And um, it's interesting you say that about like that Portuguese flavor because it's uh, it's super flavorful, but it's simple. It's like simple. Yeah, I don't it's know not, how they do it. It's like, yeah. it's not overdone, but it's like, it's just enough. And then the yeah. bread and stuff. Oh, oh I know. Bread, Listen. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go off on some other thing. I know exactly. <laughs> it's only like it's eleven thirty here, but I'm I'm gonna go have my leftovers after. That's gonna be my breakfast. It's not an appropriate breakfast, but <laughs> no, no, man, that sounds good enough to me. Doesn't exist. <laughs> so what's 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 your favorite food? Let me ask. Let me flip it back on you guys. You two, what's your favorite food? Favorite type of food. Obviously, we know you like Portuguese food, but what's your what would you say your favorite? Food? It's it's funny because I wouldn't say it's my favorite, and and I've been to Portugal, and I thought like, wow, again, like really simple ingredients, like, um, but I would say it's a toss up between West Indian or Jamaican, specifically mm. like oxtail rice and peas. Ooh, that's probably my favorite, and jerk chicken. Oh. But then the other part is like Middle Eastern. I love Lebanese food. I love okay. um, the flavors of, yeah. of Lebanese and Middle Eastern food. And here we have a lot of like, I don't know if it's exactly a perfect representation of Middle Eastern food, but like mm. eating things like shawarma and kafta. Oh, and um, love that, man. yeah, I just love that kind of seasoning with the tabbouleh salad. It's just like such a good mix. It's true foodies, <laughs> true foodies in the house. You true know what foodies, <laughs> but uh, so I would say those are my, my top two. Nice, nice. Adra? Adra? I love, as you know, I love my Ghanaian food. I love it. Yeah. But I love um, Italian. I love Southern American dishes. So the greasy mm -hmm. foods. Um, my thing <laughs> is, in that part, it is definitely mac and cheese. Like, eat mac and cheese every day. That's the yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. But I love... Look at the hands, man. Look at the hands. <laughs> <laughs> we have mac and cheese in the fridge. I'm talking like... I, love, yeah, I yeah. shouldn't be eating it because how it affects me. But, ugh. but I love Italian food. I love pasta. I'm a pasta mm. person. And if, you, if we go to restaurants and pasta is on the menu, I most likely will get pasta. But I think my oh, nice, favorite, nice. favorite thing of all time is fruit. 
it's a food it's a, i look at the dessert menu before i look at the main menu really how i'm going to what i can eat to be able yeah. to enjoy dessert i have a that's my thing Dessert. Wow. You're very, you're very yeah, you, strategic. Strategic in your... Yeah, you guys are true, true foodies. Wow. When, when, you you, know, when you come, though, we'll have to do something. We, 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 even Adjo and I, we were meant to do it. And then, we were meant uh, to do it. December, you got sick. Crazy. You got sick too. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I couldn't, yeah. That was it. It could have been, God forbid, it could have been COVID. Who knows? But you Who know. Who knows, you know? <laughs> Who knows? But you, you, you... Our household you and shauna got sick and then we were just all over the place i i some things are still a blur i'm like oh, <laughs> i can't even remember what we did some of the times because it was like we were never home listen that's a sign of a good time if you cannot remember yeah, what you did. <laughs> it was tiring I'm, i was exhausted and um, because i'm not I'm not 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say something about your uh, address that you said you love like Southern type of food. The one thing I find with Southern, southern food, if it's cooked really well, like something like fried chicken or like buttermilk fried <clears throat> chicken, is that it has to be seasoned well. Because if it's not, then it just tastes like... It just tastes like you're eating something crunchy as opposed to something yeah. like flavorful. You know what I mean? So KFC, Canadian KFC. Right. Guys, yeah, yeah. My stomach is rumbling. Yeah. I know. Like, I'm just like, um, and I just want to say, Alex, you said it here on like recording. So we have it recorded that you're going to set up something special for us when we come with food. I just want everybody to hear that. Listen, <laughs> just, just, just be ready to do your broadcast with a big <laughs> spread. I'll organize it. I've got good, okay, good strong yeah, partnerships with the restaurants. We'll do what we need to do to host you guys. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be nice. It'll be good. And we have to wear stretchy pants or really flowy dresses Adwa, that day. So. <laughs> yeah, whatever whatever will allow you to feel comfortable. <laughs> or, or a sheet. It'll just cover the sheet. We'll just cover us. <laughs> Actually, I went, to, I went to an opening of a restaurant the other day and I, I saw a, a lady that I know she came there with kind of like a, a, a dress that was a bit, bit, a bit wider. She's like, yeah, I came prepared, you see, because I know I'm going to come in. <laughs> She's a true foodie as well, so it's just to your point. That's hilarious. <laughs> Remember in 2017 when I came home, Alex and Shauna and two of their friends took me to this sushi restaurant in Osu. Osu is like oh, a yeah. Accra. Rockefeller. Yes, Rockefeller. Rockefeller and he got like the sushi boat. Oh, that was, I am. Oh, that was nice. I haven't had sushi like that here in Canada. Like it was. Really? So, I still have pictures on my phone of that. <laughs> I still do. It was so good. I don't know what is in Ghana. Maybe because everything is so fresh and you know from. Listen, the you see, if you go to, actually, I had some nice sushi the other day from um, Don's Donna, some other restaurant. But then if you go to places like Santoku as well, yes. next level, next yes. level. Guys, like I'm, level. I'm so hungry. Like this needs to stop. I know. So, <laughs> so we want to thank you so much, Alex, for joining no, us. Thanks so much. All thanks the way so from Ghana and making us super hungry on this Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the worst time to go shopping, Adri. You're so hungry, you're gonna pick things that you don't need, and you know. So uh, have have a I snack know. before you go. But thank you so much for taking the time out to um talk to us today. Oh, and, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Really and we'll, appreciate it. 
we'll definitely um, advertise your app and where people can connect with you and find you. And Thanks so much. Handle, so for people listening, they can go follow. Oh yeah, on, it's very easily. It's at Menu Finder Africa, one word on Instagram. You find us there. You find us on Facebook, and if you search the app stores, Android and iOS, Menu Finder Africa, and download the app. Perfect.